Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story, and one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on the Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons of the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based champion. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Dive into the mind of Brett Boone as we turn to the baseball legend to find out what's happening in his life and around Major League Baseball. This is Turning Two with Booney. Here's your host, Rich Herrera. Welcome, everybody. Turning Two with Booney. I'm Rich Herrera, executive producer of the Boone Podcast. The aforementioned Brett Boone. Happy post-winter meetings to you, Booney. Happy post-winter meetings. Sounds like a thing. It wasn't very, uh, kind of a dud winter meeting, wasn't it? I mean, a couple things came out of it, but but uh, all in all, the, the didn't, hype didn't never, miss much. The hype, well, no, there was a lot. The hype just never reaches the crescendo that everybody looks for. So a couple of years ago, I was there when uh, Aaron Judge got his new deal done. Um, I've been there where the, the players have walked through with their agents, and it's a big to-do. This one, there were two big to-dos during the uh, winter meetings. One was Soto to the New York Yankees, and then Otani, right after, in the midst of all this, goes to the Los Angeles Dodgers. So let's react to a couple of these things first. But I want to get a player's perspective to start off tonight, uh, Booney. When you're sitting there, let's say, on the Padres or the Yankees, or you're on the Dodgers, and they trade for a position player that plays your position or something similar to to what you play, what goes through your mind when when all that hoopla is going on and the rumors and the Twitter and all the rest? Well, I mean, at that level, especially when you're an established player, you know what you are. So it's not like, how, how do I put it? You're not going to be replaced. It's if, if you play right field and they sign a, uh, big time right fielder, but you're an everyday player. You're probably going to go play left field. Now, I looked to that Yankee trade that you forementioned, and it was Soto, and right. it was Grisham, their center fielder, who's been the everyday guy for the San Diego Padres the last two years, going to the Yankees. In Grisham's case, he's been an everyday player. All of a sudden, right now, how it sits, he's a fourth outfielder, right? Because you've got the Verdugo who came over from Boston, which was a sneaky good trade that nobody's talking about. Um, 
I really like that fit. I like the type of player he is. He's going to play left field as it sits. Now you got Aaron Judge is going to be the center fielder, so there's no room for Grisham there. And obviously, Soto is going to go to right. Stanton will assume his DH role. Uh, and that's how it sits right now. You never know, though. You know, these moves, I think about it all the time, and you think, oh, now they're set. Well, no, the Yankees are going after Yamamoto. So if they don't get him, they're still going to have to get other pitching. They might have to go via trade. If they go via trade, all of a sudden Grisham, a Verdugo, become right. a trade piece because they've got value. All of a sudden, you make a big trade, you get a, a, a number two quality starter coming in to go behind Cole, and you don't have Verdugo. So now all of a sudden Grisham becomes a factor. So you never know. But as it sits right now, I'm sure Grisham's sitting there thinking, wow, I went from an everyday player right. to now I'm a fourth outfielder. But if you look at the numbers, the last two years, for me, and, and I'm not going to sit here and hate on anyone, he deserves it. He hit 196, he hit 184. When you do that, you can't expect to be in the lineup every day. So it, 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 it's a change of venues for him. It's a fresh start. We'll see how, it, see how it works out. What kind of communication do you want between the general manager and the skipper letting you know it's okay, Brett? It's okay, Rich. It's okay, Mike. We're going to be fine. We're making these deals. The roster's not set. You just come ready to play and earn your playing time at spring training. Well, that's all you can do as a player. You know, you want to hear that from you, you want to hear truly from the skipper because the skipper's the one that's filling out that lineup. So, uh, you know, that that was for me. I remember back when I was a kid and I and I finally kind of established myself in Seattle and all of a sudden I get traded. And the first thing that went through my mind is, oh, no, now I'm going to the National League. I got to reestablish myself. I haven't done a whole lot in the big leagues yet. I'm going to the Cincinnati Reds. I get a call from Davey Johnson, from Jim Bowden and just that angst of, man, I just went through a year of proving myself. My my skipper at the time was Lou Pinella. Uh, all, the, all my teammates, I had proven to them that I was going to be the second baseman for the next 10 years in Seattle. All of a sudden, I go to Cincinnati, and it's like, not that it's necessarily true. I'm just telling you how the player thinks. It's like I kind of got to reprove myself to this whole new group of, uh, of guys, to the skipper who was Davey Johnson. He's never really seen me play before because back then – uh, interleague play wasn't plentiful. So I have to prove myself to him. I got to prove myself to Jim Bowden, the, the, the GM that wants it to look good because he traded for me and then my new teammates. So it's more angst than, than real life, but that's what you feel as a player when something, something like that happens. Clown question. You ready? You've got a lot of them. What do you do with all your Mariners gear when you get traded to the Reds? Oh, you don't care. You, you, once you do that, you put it in your Mariner bag and you, uh, you tuck it in the garage. It. And then when you're 54 years old, you have about 10 bags lined up <laughs> in your garage of, of X gear. And, and one day you're kind of, I, once in a while I'll go and, and reminisce and go through, you know, a bunch of my memorabilia and the, and the, actually the uniforms of the club. And I thought, wow, that's kind of cool. I kept that at the time. I didn't think anything, you know, I got traded. I'm just shoving jerseys and, and belts and helmets into bags and just put that in the corner. I got a new team to play for. But when you're getting older and you've been out of the game for a while, it's got to go cool going through that bag and go, I remember that helmet. I had a good year with that helmet, you know, uh, certain certain gloves and, and batting gloves and uh, how the equipment changes so much from the time I started to the time I finished as far as quality and technology. So it's pretty cool having those little trinkets 
uh, even though, you know, you're not going to do anything with, with them one day, they're probably going to be my, my, my grandkids. Right. Uh, uh, they're going to be in control. Of them. So. Can you, can you tweet out a picture of all your gear bag bags of gear? That would be kind of fun to see your reds, Mariners and all the rest. I've got a lot. And uh, well, I had somebody come out and they, and they, they got it all together for me. Cause right now I'm not, I don't have a big display in my office. I've got a few things, but, but, uh, one day I'm going to redo it and have the whole room. But in the meantime, they're just in boxes. And, and I had a young lady come out and she's a professional organizer. She got all <laughs> my stuff from all the years and it's pretty cool. Can you it's, send her to my house? You got a you got a scant, you got a code that you like your phone, like a restaurant right. when you're getting the, getting the, the menu at okay. the restaurant, boom, they're all coded. I just go up to it. And it tells me what's in this bin. Wow. What's in that bin. So it's pretty cool. All right. Uh, let's talk about Otani going to the Dodgers reaction. Not surprising at all. You know, I, I would have been very surprised. You're hearing a lot of Toronto talk late. Uh, hey, he's getting on a plane. He's not getting on a plane. All that, all that's nonsense. But that's what you hear. I know Toronto was for real. I know their offer was for real. And uh, I don't know whether Otani considered it to, to get another team in the fray, what it was, whatever the negotiating tactics were. I would have been floored if he went to Canada and played for the Toronto Blue Jays. I said from the beginning, Otani came over here. He had options when he came over from J Japan. He was very coveted. He chose the Angels for a reason, whether it's this part of the country, whether it's the, the weather, whatever it may be. He chose the Angels. So there's something to Southern California for him. Probably lives in Newport Beach, 15-minute uh, drive to the ballpark. Beautiful weather year-round. Probably the closest point to Japan. And Anaheim Stadium is a is an unbelievable place to play. It was my favorite place to hit. Uh, he obviously has had a ton of success and loves that ballpark. Uh, feels like home, loves his teammates. The fans love him, obviously. Well, I think at this point, the fans love him everywhere. Right. But uh, that mound, you know, there's something to it. He's had a lot of success off that mound. He's had a lot of success in that batter's box. And as much as the money, yes, the money is definitely a big factor. But when it comes to making that final choice, players are very, you know, in the back of your mind, you're thinking, man, I love hitting there and I love pitching there. And that has something to do with it. In the end, it came down to probably location. He's just going down the down the freeway a little bit. He can probably remain at home. I don't know what his family situation is. If he has kids, he doesn't raise them in that part of the country. And the only thing I think it does is let's say all the deals were equal. And I don't know because I, I don't have the intel behind the scenes. But if all the numbers were equal through all the teams, he probably just came down. to I'm going to stay in Southern California. I'm going to go to the Dodgers because the Dodgers have proven year in and year out that they're going to give you the best chance to get to that World Series and win a World Series. And that was probably the deciding factor for him. Um, reaction from the Angels perspective. If you're on that Angels clubhouse, what are you thinking? <sighs> well, Nah, you don't really get emotional as players. I mean, as, as players, you know, I hated to see buddies of mine getting traded or, or gone via free agency, but it's not going to ruin my world. I still have a job to do. I got to get ready for next season. And you can look at it as, oh, woe is me. We lost Otani, which obviously I don't want to cheapen that. That's a huge loss. Right. But then think, okay, let's see what this, this ball club, this organization is going to do for the rest of the winter going forward. Now, all of a sudden it, Come to find out it was 70 million was the price per year. Well, now the Angels have 
70 million that they were probably willing to pay Otani or something close to go out and get some other players. So let's just hope they go do that. And as a player, that's all you can hope is, Hey, go get me a big time pitcher. Go get me a big time hitter to replace Otani. You've got that Otani money. Now you've got two big chunks to get a big time pitcher and a big time hitter. And that's probably what the players, especially Mike Trout, who's the leader of that team has been uh face of that organization for, for a decade now. That's probably what he's thinking. Okay. So the big question is, Angels, everyone second-guessed him. Trade Otani at the deadline because you're not going to get anything if he walks. Did they make a mistake? You heard it. You heard it. Jim Bowden came on this podcast uh, right before, right after the trading deadline. And Otani wasn't dealt, and he said that'll be the biggest mistake they make. And I said, Jim, you know, it was an interesting. It made me think at the time. He said, Brett, because this is not a playoff-caliber team, and he was right. staunch in his opinion of that. They, I they wasn't were flirting with it a little bit, but right. I wasn't as hard. I wasn't as hardcore as Jim was saying for sure. They were not a playoff team. I didn't think they really were, but what I've seen uh, in the last few years in this postseason, anything can happen. So I don't rule anything out, but Jim had that foresight and he said, Booney, this is not a playoff team. Like it was matter of fact, and you're going to get nothing for him. And you got a really good chance of losing him if you let him go to free agency. Well, all that came to fruition. And and Jimmy, uh, my original, you know, my GM, longtime friend, it was a hell of a call. It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Let's go back to the Dodgers now. No excuse. I got Oktani. I I went out and spent more money than Ric Flair does on a weekly basis for Otani. There is no tomorrow. Is the pressure on the Dodgers? Do they have to win now? I think the pressure's been on the Dodgers for a while now. You know, they've got w- one world championship. Uh, 
but year in and year out, they've they an abbreviated much... world championship during COVID. Uh, I, I don't call it abbreviated. It's everybody I'm knew a Giants the Giants fan. What do you want from me? Everybody knew the rules going into that season. Everybody's on an even playing field. You know the rules. You know it's a 60-game schedule. You know what the playoff format was, and the best team won. So I do not cheapen that. There's no asterisk for me. Okay. All right. Did we get that out of the way? Or Got we... that out of the way. Okay. Um, I, I think they kind of have to win, but but I, and from what I hear, they're not done, right. <laughs> which is amazing. That lineup. You know, you look at the Braves a year ago, unbelievable. You look at the Texas Rangers a year ago, unbelievable, uh, unbelievable as far as offensive prowess. I look at this Dodger team. Wow. What were they Cause, missing? Cause That's a me, lot. Hold on. Uh, that, no, no. Look at the starting pitching last year. They they, they went down. They didn't have right. their number one in Walker Bueller all year. No. Nope. Clayton Kershaw is 36 years old and was kind of beat up. Was kind of pitching. They were gotcha. really watching his innings. You're uh, the make. The May kid, who's been who's been a big prospect for a long time, he went down again, missed the remainder of the season. Urias had that scandal; they lost him, his best, the, their best pitcher, and all of a sudden they go into the postseason, and you really don't have anybody to hang your hat on they, they from a pitching scary. perspective, right? And, okay. and they really, they really weren't hot. They were not hot at the wrong time. Uh, they weren't hot at the wrong time, and that was playoff time, and they got whooped pretty early in the playoffs and they were out of there, but Walker Bueller's coming back. We'll see what Kershaw does. He's a free agent. I, I wouldn't imagine him going anywhere, but LA. Uh, I, I don't know what happens with the Urias situation. I'm not privy to it. I haven't even looked into it, Right. but I think they're going to, they're not done spending. They're going to go look for a bona fide starter. They've got a great bullpen, but if you look at that offense, did they need the bat though? That's what I'm asking. I'll tell you what, it doesn't hurt. I, I can't imagine. I look around the league. I mean, Judge and Soto are scary. And if Stanton can come back and just be even a shell of what he once was, that's a murderer's row. Right. Uh, you know, the Braves, that's obviously, with an Olsen and, and a Kuna, uh, that's pretty pretty nasty. But you now you've got Mookie Betts, Freddie Freeman, who, in my opinion, right now, best pure hitter in baseball, Freddie Freeman. Now, I know a lot of Acuna guys out there are going to go Acuna's best. You can make that argument. I'm not saying Acuna isn't. That's why I throw it out there. It's a good debate. Freddie Freeman, for me, is a guy I love to watch hit. He's just a pure hitter. He's going to hit you 25 home runs in the process. But I think he's as good as anybody in the game right now. <laughs> and then you've got Super Freak. And I say that in a very endearing way, Shohei Otani. Those three. And, now you, and you're still packing uh, the catcher. What a, what a good player he is. Muncie. Muncie's right. going to hit you 35 home runs. They're going to be hitting down in the order. Sixth, seventh. That Dodger lineup is going to be, if everybody's healthy, one of the best modern-day lineups we've seen. you got three MVPs, legitimate MVPs, year in and year out, going back to back to back. It's going to be pretty awesome to watch. It's a class organization. If they go out and get a, a starting pitcher, especially a big one, I'm sure they're going to be in on Yamamoto, who I've heard nothing but great things. Let's not rule right. out that that Blake Smell, Snell, the the current Cy Young winner, Cy Young Award winner in the National League, he's available. Nothing. I, I put nothing past the Dodgers on what they may may or may not do. Uh, they're definitely going to be in the mix. How does this affect the rest of the National League West? Diamondbacks well, went to the World Series. Um, they're expecting to continue their success. See what um, they do. See Padres, what they do. 
Padres, I think even though they got rid of Soto, still expect to be a postseason team. Giants have Bo Mel. Bob Melvin is their manager. Does this change the complexion of the National League West? I think the Dodgers are, are definitely the talent, but but I still like San Diego. That li- that little trade with Soto and Grisham. You got Brito Vasquez, uh, Higatoshi, a backup catcher for the Yankees, uh, gives them stability. He's a good catcher and he can hit, and he's got some power. He goes to the Padres, but the real good get they got for in that Yankee trade was was uh, King, the starting pitcher. They're going to put. They're going to. They're. I, I would assume. The San Diego Padres are not going to retain the services of a Blake Snell. There's going to, that's a big hole to fill. What right. he did last year, Musgrove is their horse. You Darvish, uh, he's getting a little bit older, but I'll tell you what, that's a pro right there. But this King kid, look for this King kid in that rotation in San Diego. He's going to solidify that rotation. They're going to be really good. They lost Soto. They still got a ton of talent with Tatis, who I still thinks one of the best players and a Kuna type player on that team. You've got Manny Machado, probably going to be a Hall of Famer one day. Uh, you've got the shortstop, Bogarts. You've got a lot of talent still on that team. Really talented bullpen. Let's see what happens with Josh Hader. It doesn't seem like he's going to come back to the Padres, another big free agent. But I still think the Padres are going to be a, a team that's got to be reckoned with. I think they're definitely, even right now with no moves being made with this King acquisition, they're a playoff ball club right now. Um. Reaction to we we've we haven't talked about it. You and I have talked about it on CBS Sports Radio, but let's talk about it here on the podcast. Uh Aaron has another bat to put it in his lineup with the New York Yankees. So we talked about the flip side of what it meant to the Padres. Talk about what this means to the New York Yankees. With a with the Soto. Um obviously one of the best hitters in baseball, still a young man. I think what is he, 24, 25 years right. old? Best years are ahead of him. I think this was a great fit for New York uh, and for Juan Soto. Juan Soto had a pretty good year, uh, not a Soto-esque year, but a pretty good year in San Diego. I think a lot of <laughs> a lot of players would take that year. But things just didn't click for that offense. I don't know what it was. Once again, I know nothing that went on behind the scenes. I have no idea, but it didn't add up. They pitched number one or number two in the league all year, and that means starting rotation and bullpen. They had that world-class offense and lost and got beat by the Dodgers by 20 games. It doesn't add up. Usually when something like that happens, there's a real dis- disconnect behind the scenes in that clubhouse. Right. I don't know if Juan Soto was a part of it. I do know this. Going to New York, going into that clubhouse, Juan Soto, uh, that's Aaron Judge's team, first and foremost. You've got guys like Giancarlo Stanton there. You've got some Grizzly veterans. You've got a DJ LeMahieu. Torres becoming a veteran at this point. Right. At this stage, a Garrett Cole, you've got some some real pillars in that clubhouse. Juan Soto, I think, is going to want to come in. It's his walk year. It's a free agent year for him. He wants to have a monster year. I think he's going to mind his P's and Q's. He's going to go there and be the Juan Soto we expect. So great fit for the New York Yankees makes makes them probably a World Series contender. Now we like to play those games. Who's who's the favorite? Probably the Yankees right now because of that move. Uh but I think not great for him to stay, stay in San Diego, if that makes sense. I just don't think the chemistry, the dynamic in the two clubhouses are so much of a difference. Juan Soto is going to be great in New York. And I don't think that great in San Diego. Definitely was a great move for both ball clubs. What's it like when you are a renta player on one side for an organization? Never been or, one. We got to have Ricky Henderson on and we got to ask him. 
or <laughs> or when you're, own. when you're auditioning. I mean, you've seen guys before, right? Last year, free agent. They're going to put up, they're going to post everything they can. The better the numbers, the more money they're going to make. Right. And, and depends who you are. You know, I've seen guys that they don't do, do so good in those right. situations. Right. So have I. And I've seen guys that overachieve in those situations. So that's going to be, it's going to be fun to watch. Uh, you know, I, I don't know if the Yankees are planning on, to me, with without really getting into it, this trade on its, this trade on the surface looks to me like a, we're going to trade for you. I don't know if we're going to, we're going to sign you long-term. We're going for it in 2024. And we got Juan Soto in a walk year. He's going to be as motivated as he possibly can be. And we're all in and we're going for it. Whether he's going to stay there and, and sign a long-term deal with the Yankees. I know nothing's been announced now. I don't think they're talking right now. So I think this is a trade. Let's go for it. Plan on it being a one-year deal. And if it's more than that, well, then it works out. But uh, that that's what I think it is right now. For Juan Soto, this is a, this is a chance. He's such a good disciplined hitter he's so fundamentally sound uh, that his natural ability is going to take over i don't think he's going to put too much pressure on himself he's been there done that before he's had mvp years before this is a guy when he was coming up and he was 19 years old he was just mature beyond his years i mean he had a two-strike approach when he was 19 and in in this day and age which is very rare and i knew right then and there this guy's got something that the average young player coming up doesn't have. So I expect Juan Soto to go out and, and, and have a great year for the Yankees, and, and we'll see if they pitch enough. Okay. One thing I wanted to ask you is a player, Juan Soto's got to be the happiest guy in the world. He's going to the New York Yankees. They're in it to win it, right? He's going to play for your brother. But <laughs> Shohei Otani just made. $700 million. I know $68 million of it is being reported as deferred, but it's still <laughs> $70 million a year. So if Shohei is going to set this, what's the player reaction? Because, listen, nobody else is going to get Shohei money anytime soon. Uh, maybe yeah, well, I'm there's only there's only one Shohei. But there's so, only one Shohei. But if I... But, it, but that rising tide lifts all the boats. So if Shohei is worth this... Without a doubt. That means everybody else, including Juan Soto, he just... They just inflated the market for players, inflated the, the salaries. Soto's going to cash in even more than he would have before the deal. Right, because now all of a sudden it's $700 million. Okay, basically it's $35 million a year because because Otani is two players. Okay. He will be after after this year. He's a bona fide, oh, number, interesting. He's a bona fide number one starter, and he's a bona fide middle-of-the-lineup MVP caliber type offensive player as well so he's right. two players let's say he makes 35 million a year each side of them we've never seen it before nobody can compare to this i don't care how great of a player you are nobody can do currently what otani's doing that's Correct. why he's different he's above everybody because of his versatility and because he can play quarterback and defensive back in the same game well nobody Brent, in the dropping football references yeah which i know nothing about but no nobody Nobody has ever done that. So that's why his number's so high. But to your point, that 700 million, you're right. Now all of a sudden, 400 million doesn't look like that huge number uh, used to look. 
uh, all the players under him uh, from utility player, the 26 man on the roster down to the suit or up to the superstars should be applauding what Otani just did. Cause he raised the bar for every, it's like Craig council. And we had this thing this off season where council went to the Cubs, got the highest deal ever in the history of managing. And everybody says, Whoa, I, I, how it went down, this and that argue what you want, but managers around the league and future would be want to be managers. Look at that and go, wow, he just raised the bar. So yeah. it's, it's like anything in life. He just raised the bar and uh, it'll be interesting to see. Um, you know, it's interesting because, and you'd probably know more about this than me, what Shohei brings to the table financially before he even steps in the batter's box. He's such a unique player being from Japan, Japan's number one star. I saw it with Ichiro. Ichiro came over and at the time. Ichiro was the biggest thing in Japan. He was the greatest, you know, before, before him, it was, it was Hideo Nomo and, and mm-hmm. Sadahara. Oh, if you're going way back, but what Shohei, I think's taken it to a different level. Shohei different level. mania. Uh, just Ichiro was huge. He was huge in Japan, obviously huge in Seattle. He was the talk of the league when he first came in, but I didn't see him having this broad of appeal at Shohei Otani. I think if you're not a baseball fan, and you're in a city and somebody says, hey, we got tickets and, and Shohei Otani's going to be there. Well, I'm going. I got to right. see that. That's when you know you, you've kind of jumped the shark. Right. When somebody who could care less about baseball wants to go to the game because they've got to see what you've got to offer. I'll tell you what, he's that good of a player. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, somebody reached out to me on social media and said, ask Booney about the Mariners. Kellenic, uh gets moved. Give me your thoughts. Well, they're my, you know, they're, they're my team. And <laughs> I've been watching them for, for 15 years since I retired and frustrated at times. Um, young kid, Kellenic, uh, as far as talent, the, the physical uh, sky was a limit for him. Hasn't lived up to it. Still has that ability. He's a great outfielder, great defender. Uh, just hasn't put it all together. I think last year he became a big leaguer. You know, there's a time and place where in your mind, in your body, something happens where you go, I've made the turn. I'm a big leaguer now. But he was expected to be this all-star Julio Rodriguez type player, and he hasn't gotten to that point. I think this is a great move for the Mariners, to be honest. It's going to take a lot of pressure off this kid, give him a fresh start. With uh, I mentioned early in the show, going to a new team. Oh, I got to reprove myself. No, he's going to welcome that because those those Seattle Mariner brass and the, and the manager and the coaching staff and his players have never seen him live up to the hype. He, this will be a fresh start for him going out and, and just a fresh set of eyes and a new start. I think it's great for him. They also moved Marco Gonzalez, uh, who is a, who was their fourth, fifth starter, been in Seattle a long time. They've got such a plethora of pitching now that they don't need him. They moved him, and that moves some salary. We're not talking either about Suarez, the third base for the Seattle Mariners last year, drove in 96 runs. Um, driven in 180 some the last two years. That's a lot of runs driven in to be getting rid of, but you move some salary there. He went to Arizona. Uh, so I'm going to keep my eye on the Mariners. They, they've still right now, if the season started right now, they're as good as anybody in the starting rotation. Um, they've got a great bullpen, but that offense, it needs a big upgrade. It Julio can't do it by himself. Teoscar Hernandez drove in 94 for him last year in right field. They're not going to, uh, they're not going to offer him a contract. So he's out there on the free agent market. So you got to replace a Suarez. You've got to replace a Teoscar production wise. 
and you got to get a lot better. I see the Mariners have to make three offensive moves. And you move some salary, they're going to be low on the totem pole as far as when it comes to team salary. This is a time to go out, make some big-time moves, and spend $60, $70, $80 million and get some real offensive players in there. How hard is it to live up to the hype? Do you oh, want you that smoke? You'll never live up to the hype. You know, all I can talk about is is my experience in the game. You know, I had a couple real big years in baseball. Uh, I had some tough years, man. I had a, I had a, I had a weird career. You know, you look at my bubblegum card, and it's boom, 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 boom. You know, um, but it, the big years that I had, it seemed like the next year I'd come back, and if I wasn't at those numbers. Oh man, what's wrong with him? Well, <laughs> right. Because, you know, I, I don't have, I'm not an MVP every year. That's why I'm not a Ken Griffey Jr. I'm not an Alex Rodriguez. I'm not a Mike Trout. Uh, I'm a really good player that has good years and has average years. And, and uh, so you're never going to live up to the hype. I look at a Shohei Otani and I, and I know we talk about him to nauseum, but he can never live up to what he's done. What he's done to this point is so off the charts remarkable. How do you ever live live up to that? How do you get better? How do you get better than being a number one starter and the home run champ? You can't do it every year. There's so many good players in the big leagues, but that's the bar he's set. So now one day when, when Shohei is a, is a number two starter, and hits 25 home runs and drives in 94 and hits 286, he stinks, right? Right. Which he doesn't. That's all-star numbers. But that's not how we're judged. We're judged by what we've done. They go right up here and and raise that bar. And if you don't raise the bar, people start. So, so it's a no-win situation for him. He's still going to be unbelievable. The Dodgers aren't going to care if, if he hits 32 home runs instead of 45. They'd prefer the 45, but he's going to be a, a great, great asset for them for at least six years. I mean, you can't expect he's going to be doing what he's doing 10 years from now. That's the contract, but that's you have to overpay in that situation to get the star player. That's why everybody says, well, 10 years from now, he's not going to be great. Well, they know he's not going to be great in 10 years, but the superstars, you've got to pay out 10 years because there's three or four other teams that are willing to do that. You know when he's 38, 39, 40, you're just kind of banking him. Hopefully he can walk and, and get out of the field for 140 games. But uh, they're not planning on him being a star in 10 years. They're banking on the next five or six years. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. All right. I think we covered everything for the winter meetings. Uh, we'll see what happens. Baseball shuts down. Uh, the week of Christmas, between Christmas and New Year's, the commissioner's office shuts down, so everybody else gets the week off of vacation and works in the ball clubs. We'll see what happens when we get closer uh, to spring training, which means, Booney, we got to start watching some football. Are you yeah, paying well, attention? Are you watching it all? I watch the 49ers. Good. Uh, I the, the Boone Miami. Podcast North appreciates that. Yeah, I watch the Miami Dolphins. Both have Good. a spectacular year. Right. And uh, friends tonight, of the, the Dolphins, Dolphins right? play tonight. 14 is the spread. I'd be on the other side. Uh, sorry, you guys won't. You, you no, guys by the time listening. you get this, it'll be over. 
it'll be over. It'll be tomorrow morning. But uh, both doing great. <laughs> yeah, I'm a big Eagle fan, but I'm a fair weather fan, too. I'm not like oh. buddies of mine from Jersey that I grew up with or, or Uncle Aaron. Right. I'm a fair weather fan. What have you done for me lately? Legal, Eagles just got their butt kicked. Right. Two weeks in a row. Now, one was by the 49ers. I think they're the best team in football. Yes. And, and they got handled pretty good by the Dallas Cowboys, and that's a huge rivalry. Growing up in Jersey, Dallas Cowboys-Eagles is huge. And for them to get embarrassed last night, uh, I got some good fodder for Aaron Boone, and, and I, I got some good ammo for him. What happened to your Eagles, man? You know, it would be nice if you could say, well, you know, a couple, couple guys on the line are beat up. My quarterback's down. No, we're healthy, and we got our butt kicked two weeks in a row. Um, what are you watching? What's Boone watching? Boone's watching. <laughs> What's Boone watching? I've been with Netflix, hanging out with Netflix now. So it's uh, Sharp Objects. Oh, I'll rank that. these all out of five. Okay. Three and three quarters stars. Collateral. Three and three quarters stars. Unbelievable. Three stars. And I'm in about the sixth episode of uh a series called seven seconds it's about okay. a murder of a young kid uh hit and run really interesting but i wonder this and i wonder if everybody out there does the same thing when you watch a series a series that's quality a good series do you find yourself really disliking most of the characters does that mean they're doing a really good acting job or when you really like the characters that's better for you because this this one, the seven seconds I'm watching right now, it, it's you know there's a detective and then there's the a uh, the district attorney and then there's the parents and then I don't I I can't stand any of the characters. They're all driving me crazy except for the detective. He's really funny. He he's a holdover from Ozark. He was on that one of my favorites, Ozark. So it, he, whoever's writing for him is is a genius. He's he's the best. But I can't stand all the other characters. So does that mean they're doing a really good job they're acting? Doing a really good job. Or they stink. No, they're okay. doing a really good job because it's it's quality. It's so far, protagonist and antagonist. Right. So far, I'm going to give seven seconds, three and a half. It could go either way. I rarely okay. give a four. If I give a four on here, you better go Ozark four and a half. That by the way, there's an example. I just did see on social media that. Since the writer strikes over, we're supposed to be getting season two of Tulsa Kings. Ooh, I just watched uh, the other night. I was home home alone, and I watched a documentary on Sly Stallone. I really right. like I really like Sylvester Stallone. We got to get him on the program. I've met him a few times briefly. I don't know how we can get a hold of him, but our crack staff, Mike, get a hold of Sylvester. I'd love to have. I got a lot of questions. I got a lot of Jersey questions about him. I'd love to have him. Love Tulsa King. By the way, it's coming out. And you know what's coming out, too? We're going to have back uh, John Ashton Taggart in right. Beverly Hills Cop 4 is wow. coming out soon. So All we're right. going to have Taggart. He told me when the writer's strike, uh, writer strike was over, he was going to come back on. He was one of our first guests here first on the podcast. Guess, yeah. So uh, um, we'll have him back. Oh, you know what else is? I just saw a, I just saw a preview for. I Did you no watch idea. Band of Brothers? No. What is wrong with you? Band of Bro Why am you know I friends I, with you? Do you remember uh, what's the show? The Breakup. Jennifer Aniston yeah. and who's the guy I like? Vince Vaughn. Vince Vaughn. 
he has a reference when he's arguing in the kitchen and he says, band of brothers. <laughs> I don't even know what it means, but I love the line. I can't believe you nev- you've never seen band of brothers. And I, you probably didn't see the Pacific. No. So now HBO is going to do that same. I don't know if it's Tom Hanks and Steven Spielberg. They're doing a World War II Air Corps movie that's similar to the two. All right. You've got to watch Band of Brothers, Brett. I will. Oh, by the way, off topic, sneaky offseason move that I love. The St. Louis Cardinals signed Sonny Gray. Three years, $75 million. He's 34 years old. Love where he is in his career. He's going to win a Cy Young. You heard it here. Mark the tape right there. Uh, Boone approved. You ready? Oh, yeah. I forgot about this. It's been a while. Buying yourself a Christmas present for yourself personally. Absolutely not. Um, To Brett from Brett. Something because you're not going to get. We've already heard you complain about the gifts you get. No, no. But I've I've made it. I've I've called all the kids. I've told all the kids on on a family text. I've told my wife. I've told my mother. Told my father, people that get me gifts. Now the right. kids, they they get me little gifts. I don't expect much. Uh, my mom usually gets me a good gift. Still, mom and dad give me a good yeah. gift. Jake will whip out and and get me. You know, Jake will give me a decent gift. But I told him I I've got these React Nike running shoes. I love them. But I, right now I'm wearing a lot of white, and and it's tough to keep them clean. Yeah. And usually when I'm done with the nice shoes for with a pair of jeans or a pair of slacks that I wear sneakers with, you know, once they get past that stage, they become my gym shoes. Well, I've got a two or three pair of white shoes. They're ready to, to go into the gym pile. So I said, I need three or four pair of these Nike reacts white, and then you can get me different colors. If I get three pairs of shoes from a collective 14 gifts, I'm good. So everybody All chip right. in. I told everybody in my family, Chip in ten bucks each. Get me four pair of shoes. We're done. So no, I would like you to not approved. I have never bought myself a gift. Never will. I want you to send them to the girl, the friend of your daughter's, who customized your All Star Game shoes. Yeah, those. I want a pair of those. I believe those are Nike Reacts. Yeah, I like those. All right, that's going to do it for the Boone Podcast for this week. Hey, folks. By the way, if you love the podcast, great. Uh, Do us a favor. Make sure you rate us. You rank us. Give us five stars. Give us one stars. I don't care. Brett doesn't care. Give us a review. It helps grow the podcast uh, wherever you happen to get this on the Odyssey app or uh, Apple or wherever you happen to download podcasts. So until uh, our oh, by the way, you got confirmation on a big guest coming up on the show. Uh, yeah. Are we ready to announce? Uh, we can announce. I'm waiting for the day and the time. Okay. Then I yeah, we got Dion's coming on. So we got prime time coming on. Prime time's this coming week, on. Former or next week. Uh, I, I really want to get Bo Jackson so so we can have a week of prime time and Bo. Bo. I think that I think that would be awesome just All to right. compare and contrast and have the two. You know, the biggest. There's not too many of them. We've had Brian Jordan on, who who's kind of an underrated two sports star. Uh, but Bo and and Dion are obviously the, the headliners. That I'd love to get them in the same week. We'll see if we can swing Bo. But yeah, so far so good. At, uh, we're gonna get Dion sometime in the next ten days. Perfect. All right, that's going to do it for the Boone Podcast. For all of us here, have a great day.